We have been in this series titled Principles and Ruth for three weeks now, today being the fourth week. In the first message, we looked at principles concerning choice in the message titled Consider Your Choice. We discovered that if you are not careful in how you choose, you may miss God's best, mess up someone's blessing, and make unnecessary burdens. In the second message, What Will Your Testimony Be?, we looked at three widows, Naomi, Orpah, and Ruth, and discovered that they had testimonies that are the prototype of what our life's testimony might be. Uh, Will it be like Naomi, characterized by animosity and pity? Will it be like Orpah, characterized by apostasy and duplicity? Or will it be like Ruth, characterized by appreciation and loyalty? Uh, My prayer and heart's desire for you, beloved, is that your life's testimony would be one characterized by appreciation and loyalty. Then in the next message, A Person of Character, we examine principles of character and ask the question, what does a person of character look like? And discovered in the book of Ruth that there are three things. They're godly in commitment, they are guided in choice, and gracious in conduct. Today on this fourth message in this series, I want to talk about principles of grace, and I've entitled this message, An Encounter with grace. Reading through the book of Ruth, I am struck by the theme that God is behind, under, and working through the ordinary events of life. We see this in Ruth's happening upon Boaz's field. We see it in the generosity of Boaz. We see it in Ruth's diligence. We see it in Naomi's matchmaking, the marriage of Boaz and Ruth, the birth of their child, and in the life of the nation of Israel. Sometimes we assume that God goes from inactivity and then suddenly does something extraordinary. In Ruth, we discover that God is working in the ordinary as well as the extraordinary. We should look for God in both and realize that an encounter with God is an encounter with grace. How can I encounter God's grace, you may ask? Well, I encounter God's grace when I entrust myself to him, when I embrace the means of help, and when it flows through me to empower others. Let's look at the text. Ruth chapter 2, beginning at verse 14. And at mealtime, Boaz said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied, and she had some left over. When she rose to glean, Boaz instructed his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. And also pull out some from the bundles for her and leave it for her to glean, and do not rebuke her. 
So she gleaned in the field until evening. Then she beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. And she took it up and went into the city. Her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned. She also brought out and gave her what food she had left over after being satisfied. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you glean today, and where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked and said, The man's name with whom I work today is Boaz. And Naomi said to her daughters-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. And Ruth the Moabite said, Besides, he said to me, You shall keep close by my young men until they have finished all my harvest. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young women, lest in another field you be assaulted. So she clept close to the young women of Boaz, gleaning until the end of the barley and wheat harvest, and she lived with her mother-in-law. What a tremendous passage of scripture that we see here. And we recognize that the first thing I want you to notice is that I encounter God's grace when I entrust myself to him. I encounter God's grace when I entrust myself to him. I want to show it to you by looking at Ruth chapter 2 verse 12. It says, the Lord repay you for what you have done, and a full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. God has poured out his grace on Ruth because she has entrusted herself to him. Ruth is described as seeking refuge under God's wings. This word refuge, hasah, carries with it three ideas that are different and distinct. The first, it represents that of mountains which were used for place where an army could hide, take refuge under the protection of the mountain. It's also used to describe help. Because from the mountains, there were indigenous olives, which would provide sustenance for a person if they were sojourning and had to <clears throat> live a transient lifestyle. When we combine the aspect of hiding and help, we get healed, uh, not just physical healing, but emotional healing. Ruth has abandoned her people. She's abandoned her country. She's abandoned her culture. And she has found a hiding place. She's found help. She has been healed under the protective wings of God. 
She's gone to an uncertain and unknown place. She's embraced an unknown people, and she has embraced a God that heretofore she has not known. Ruth leaves everything safe and secure and protected to embark on a journey that is uncertain and unsafe. Ruth has done what Abraham did. Because Ruth entrusted herself to God, she received a position as gleaner and protection from others. In verses 14 through 16, Ruth is given provision. She gets a meal. She's given abundance, extra grain to glean. Her presence is welcomed, and she is treated like an insider as opposed to an outsider. All of this happens because she entrusts herself to God. Have you encountered God's grace? If you haven't, maybe it's because you're trusting, you're not trusting his provision or protection but hanging out with what you deem to be safe and secure. The next thing I want you to notice in these verses is that I encounter God's grace when I embrace the means of help. I encounter God's grace when I embrace the means of help. Ruth chapter 2 verse 7 gives us some tremendous insight in terms of how God sends help our way. The Bible says, she said, please let me glean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers. So she came and she has continued from early morning until now, except for a short rest. This verse shows us insight as to how God's grace operates. Here we see two critical factors. The first is work, and the second is willingness. Work on Ruth's part. Willingness on Boaz's part. I want you to notice how she worked. Look at her work ethic. She got there early in the morning. Worked up until now, except taking a short break. She was not looking to take advantage or gain more, but she worked. Beloved, God honors work. And God expects us to work for his glory. We're reminded in scripture that whatever we do, we ought to do it so that God can be reflected in us and his glory manifested in the world. God's grace comes because of our work and the willingness of others to be a part of what God is doing. Here's another subtle principle, and it's the principle of sowing and reaping. Let me show it to you. In Genesis 8.22, the Bible says, While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. Sowing and reaping will be as unchangeable and predictable as day and night. 
Sowing and reaping is a principle built into the way life works. It is a principle that God has built into the created order, and it works the same way for everyone, everywhere. There are three principles to sowing and reaping. Number one, I reap what I sow. Galatians 6-7 says, do not be deceived. God is not marked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he also reap. If I sow corn, I'm going to reap corn, not potatoes. If I sow cucumbers, I'm going to reap cucumbers, not squash. If I sow forgiveness, I'm going to reap forgiveness. If I sow compassion, I'm going to reap compassion. If I sow judgment, I'm going to reap judgment. If I give away to others, I'm going to reap for myself. I reap what I sow. The second law of sowing and reaping is I reap in proportion to what I sow. 2 Corinthians 9, 6 says, here's the point. Whoever sows sparingly shall also reap sparingly, and whoever sows bountifully shall also reap bountifully. You want a little bit of blessing? Sow a little bit. You want an abundance of blessing? Sow a lot. I reap in proportion to what I sow. Now, here's the, here's the news that some of you need to embrace. <laughs> it's not a cross that you may be bearing. It might be a crop that you're reaping. You cannot sow strife, discord, hatred, and expect not to reap it in proportion to what you have sown. Third law of sowing and reaping is I reap after I sow. Galatians 6, 9 says, and let us not be weary in well-doing, for we shall reap in due season if we don't lose heart. This is true for Ruth. She leaves her family. She reaps a family. She leaves her people. She reaps a people. She leaves the hope and prospect of marriage, and she reaps a husband. This principle teaches us that we encounter God's grace when we embrace the means of help. God will bless our efforts and the efforts of those through whom he works. What a, what a mind-boggling thought when I think about it. Because since God's grace comes from God, the terminal point is also God. In other words, you and I are not the end point of God's grace. God's grace is more than we can obtain or contain. So God's grace is meant to flow through us to empower somebody else. And that's the last thing I want you to notice, is that I encounter God's grace when it flows through me to empower others. Let me conclude by looking briefly at Naomi. In Ruth chapter 2, verse 14, 
The Bible says, And at mealtime Boaz said to her, Come and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed to her roasted grain. And she ate until she was satisfied, and she had some left over. Boaz gives Ruth all she can eat for lunch. She works until sundown. Ruth returns to Naomi and gives her the leftovers from lunch and shows her all the grain. Ruth has returned with an ephah of grain. That's about 30 pounds or six months wages. God has delivered them from famine in just one day's work. God's grace showered upon Ruth has flowed now to Naomi. In fact, God's grace has flowed from Boaz to Ruth to Naomi. What a what a tremendous picture of what God does in the life of those who are willing to come under his protective wing of protection. Do you want God's grace in your life? What areas of your life do you need to sow? Do you need to sow forgiveness? Do you need to sow compassion? Do you need to sow love? Do you need to sow giving away your life in service to others? Are there areas of your life that are stopping the flow of grace in your life? Are you a follower of Jesus Christ? You can become one today and you can experience God's abundant grace in your life today. It's just a matter of surrendering your life to him. When you surrender to the Almighty, you come under his protective arm. You have the guarantee of his presence, his power, his protection, and his peace. It's as simple as acknowledging that all to Jesus I surrender, all to him I freely give. I will ever love and trust him in his presence daily live. I surrender 